Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com. Saturday, May 28th. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. We're going to take a look at the late pick four at Churchill Downs on Saturday, which includes the uh, ungraded Kirtana Stakes for Phillies and Mayors four and up at a mile and a half on the turf course. And uh, I think there's the turf course has taken some water this week, Jim, so we'll see how f- firm it is by Saturday. But I think the weather's supposed to be nice Friday and into Saturday, so it'll be uh, in probably pretty good shape, and they've uh, not raced on it on, uh, I think, Wednesday or or Thursday, or, or they didn't race on it Thursday or Friday. So the uh, weather should be uh, conducive to a decent course condition. Who do you like in the Curtana? I had a hard time eliminating any horses here. The first time I went through, I marked seven out of nine. I thought, well, I can't do it all here. Um, so I went back and looked at it a little closer, and I cut it down to five horses out of nine. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Temple City Terror is going to be the favorite in here for Brendan Wallace. When you talk about a little give in the in the course, uh, that concerns me a little bit because uh, this horse, uh, she she was off a long layoff when she was at Keeneland and, and uh, in a tough card with Curly Ruth and Fluffy Socks. So she ran pretty well. Uh, she got beat a length and a half, but finished fifth. She was half length out uh, with a couple hundred yards to go. So if she moves forward off of that, she's got grade two, grade three experience. So I think she'll be the legitimate favorite in here. But the given the ground bothers me a little bit. She hasn't won on an off-turf course in a long time. Uh, I'm going to use luck money for Arnold Delacour. Uh, but again, called a yielding course at Belmont on May 7th and, and got beat by 14 and a quarter length, but finished second. Virginia Joy ran off with that one. That's the only time she's been out of the 90s in the last six races. And I, I, she just... Didn't, didn't fire that day, but she had been off since November, so she has a, a right to move forward. Disappearing act for Richard Baltus won her last race at Keeneland uh, off a short layoff. She should be from Santa Anita, first time out of California, uh, which is an encouraging move. Had Flavian Pratt on her back last time, and Gaffione is not a terrible step down from that. He's riding awfully well these days. So I'm going to use Disappearing Act. Laloon for uh, Edward Vaughn, a uh, horse that raced in Great Britain in the start of her career and ran the Bowitch at Keeneland and didn't disgrace herself. Ran fifth, got beat seven and a quarter, but it was only a five-horse field in the Bowitch and Warlike Goddess was a lock that day. So I think you can just say that was a tune-up for this one or something going forward. And we'll use Federalist Papers because it's Chad Brown. That's the only reason. Her numbers look light, but uh, she can move forward again off that Keeneland win. She won an allowance race at four to five last time out. So good go five deep when we get to the pick five, pick four. But Temple City Terror is my um, pick here. Just to, to show you uh, how wide open this may be, I, and I'm like you, I was kind of making cases for different horses as I looked through this and changing my opinion. I finally end up taking a shot with one you didn't mention, the three-horse Go Big Blue Nation. Um, I went back and watched the uh, non-winners of two other than allowance race last month at Keeneland, the Disappearing Act 1. And Go Big Blue Nation was 4-1 to one in that field, so just uh, slightly behind the Disappearing Act. And had a little bit of trouble in the stretch that, that doesn't get noted in the chart. If the uh, Trip Note Pros guys were, were analyzing this race, I suspect they'd talk about it. The third place horse that ended up finishing third was down on the rail, running well, trying to find a place to run, and kind of slides out and just so ever so slightly cut off Go Big Blue Nation, who wasn't going to win, but I think was going to be in the mix for hitting the board. And the jockey had to slightly check up, 
And so she ends up finishing about five or six lengths back, I think like sixth place. So that race, her first of the year, was better than it looks on paper. It's Graham Motion. He excels in these turf marathons. And this uh, mare ran a 92 buyer in a stake at Kentucky Downs last September. That would certainly be competitive in here. So I just think she's 6-1 to one on the morning line. And I think off that form, you'll probably get a little bit more than that. And I thought she was going to be an overlay. And in a race where I didn't have a strong opinion, I'd kind of take a shot with the overlay and go with big, go big Blue Nation. But then I've got uh, Disappearing Act, Temple City Terror, Luck Money as, as the other ones I'm going to use in here. You know, that race, I think Temple City Terror comes out of a tougher race than the one that Disappearing Act won. But, uh, you know, maybe off the, uh, you know, the, the little bit of a give in the ground, maybe she could be vulnerable. Uh, but I, th- I thought her and Luck Money were probably, for me, the more likely winners that I would lean to. But I'm going to, since I didn't have a strong opinion on either one, I'm trying to look for a little value. So I ended up on Go Big Blue Nation, the three horse. Eighth race starts the late pick four. It's maiden three-year-olds and up at a mile and the 16th, and I did have a strong opinion in there, and it is pioneering spirit. Horse that two starts back on the opening day at Keeneland, may have been the very first race of the meet, going a mile and the 16th, broke from the 11 hole, and ran a great race, and had a wide trip the whole way, comes flying late, and just gets nipped, uh, loses by a small margin, to a horse named Creative Minister, who came back and won a Derby Day allowance and then ran third in the Preakness and is now headed to the Belmont. So off that race, Pioneering Spirit ran back at Churchill and go, went a mile and a quarter. And watching the race, uh, this horse makes a nice move on the turn that looks like he's going to be right there in contention, and it just kind of flattens out. So maybe just didn't want the mile and a quarter. Now back at a mile and a 16th, uh, no creative ministers in here. And I think... This horse runs big here for Pletcher, I think. So I like Pioneering Spirit a lot in here. Uh, others would be Bright Prospector off a 77 buyer, uh, which was uh, in, his, in his first start on dirt. The uh, 8 horse uh, and the 12, the 8 is Young. I you know, can't read my own writing here. Young Turk. Young Turk, there it is, thank you. The uh, 8 horse for Mike Maker, third off a layoff. Uh, the 12 horse out on the outside, I think it's an Asmussen. So you know, those would be others, but I like Pioneering Spirit a lot in the eighth. How about you? Well, I went deeper in here. I think Pioneer, Pioneering Spirit is going to be the obvious favorite here off those last couple races. Um, one thing that I noted, uh, I think the track by Saturday could be, if not fast, it'll certainly be good. <clears throat> those, those two races will run on sloppy racetracks. Uh, going back to uh, his form at Fairgrounds at Gulfstream, he was in the 70 buyers. He was getting a little bit better, and he didn't step forward in that last race. He probably didn't want any part of a mile and a quarter. So uh, they're trying different things with this horse. They run him at a mile and sixteenth, a mile, a mile and an eighth, and a mile and a quarter. So uh, he's going to be a big favorite in here, but I didn't feel like he was as much of a standout as you do. Uh, I used Chad Brown's Ridley's Major uh, coming off that uh, Keeneland effort with Pratt in the saddle uh, on April 10th, opening Sunday. Went off at nine to five, and came came running at the end. And got beat two and a half to trending. Um, only three races in her background, and I think his background. And I think he's got a a, a good uh, chance to improve. Bright prospector for McPeak woke up last time at Keeneland, uh, getting off the poly at Turfway in the first race on the dirt was a seventy-seven buyer. 
uh, at 10 to 1, so I think he's got a right to improve as well. My Romeo Lima for Steve Margolis coming out of Gulfstream Turfway, uh, Gulfstream Polytrack, Tapita. I'll get it right in a minute, synthetic Tapita. And uh, it's been very consistent there, but can't get over the top. Uh, big drop down in jockeys for Luis Saez, Joe Rocco. Scotland Yard for Asmus, and you mentioned as well. So I'm going to go deep in here. Um, Pioneer and Spirit is going to be the favorite, but I'm not, didn't feel like I could single him. So I'm going to go a little bit deeper and single later on in the card. Ninth race is an allowance optional claimer. Uh, the uh, allowance level is uh, non-winners of three other than it's three-year-olds and up. They'll sprint seven furlongs. Who do you like? I like Gunnett in here um, quite a bit, and I like Awesome Jerry quite a bit. So those are my two top choices. Look, Awesome Jerry uh, at 20 to 1 last time out at Keeneland, pretty much same level, moving up slightly on allowance race. The, the optional claimer was really strong there. And uh, won fairly easily over a couple of horses, Escape Route and Soup and Sandwich, that are quality horses. A 95 buyer. And the seven furlong distance comes right back at seven furlongs, and I love horses that have won at this distance. Um, Gunnett has won at this distance at Saratoga last July with a 97 buyer. He hasn't shown the same ability at Oakland in his first race at Churchill, but he was right there at the end and faded in the next go on Derby Day. So uh, I think you know this is a drop down for him, and I think he fits very well with uh, Gaffleon. Eben for Juan Cano is. Uh, the biggest winner in the field with seven wins, and everybody else only has three. So uh, I think those three are the are my top picks. When we get to the pick four, I've, I've got to throw in Dennis's moment just on back class. And the horse did run well at Keeneland last time out in the six-half furlong uh, tune-up for this one. I think seven furlongs ought to feed him well. He's won twice there. Uh, he's won uh, at Churchill, and he was on the Derby Trail in 2019, in 2020. So um, this horse has a lot of back class and uh, maybe could be rounding back into form. So um, I think it's a pretty wide-open race that for a six-horse field, uh, you can make a case for a lot of them. I ended up uh, taking Eben in here, um, the six-horse. horse has seven wins and has been really good at Churchill. And that uh, April 16th race at uh, Keeneland, the, the two horses that, you see on the racing form past performance block that finished behind him have uh, neither of them have come back to win but the third place finisher just missed uh, at Churchill during Derby week and I think there have been other next out winners out of that race so I think that was a little bit of a kind of a hidden key race for Eben that could make him uh, a little dangerous in here I wish it was a bigger field and I'd like him more with a, a better price and then awesome Jerry and Gunnett I think are, are two very likely candidates so I think uh, I think for me, one of those three is going to be the winner, so I'm just going to uh, go on those three when we get to the pick four. But I did take Eben uh, on top. The uh, Kirtana we've talked about, that's the 10th race. The 11th is for three-year-old Phillies, non-winners of two lifetime allowance, going six furlongs. Didn't have any kind of a strong opinion here. Ended up uh, going on on the ones and twos for Norm Cassie. Horse likes Churchill, has run well on that track. Uh, I thought was solid. In her three-year-old debut, uh, almost f- finished second and was almost five lengths ahead of the third-place finisher. So, uh, you know, really uh, strong runner-up effort in that 2022 debut. Uh, Pipeline Girl ran in the Alcibiades last fall for Tom Amos. Uh, had a 79 buyer figure two starts back behind Matarea, 
and that would that kind of performance would stack up well here. Uh, the two, Ari Oakley, had a 91 buyer on uh, May the 1st. That's uh, certainly a strong number. Static Fire, uh, the runner-up in her race, came back to win next out. Uh, the uh, 10, Code for Success. The 9, Highland Square, I thought also were horses that uh, could have a shot in here. So I'm going to go six deep. Uh, don't have the budget to take them all, but uh, I think it is a uh, definitely a spread race. Who do you? Where did you land? Well, we totally disagree today. <laughs> you, it's funny how it works sometimes. The, you thought the second race was the was the lock. I think this one's the lock. Very Oakley to me is a standout in here. Um, will she repeat that ninety-one buyer? I don't know, but that race at Oakland. Uh, she was extremely impressive. She was up a five and a half and coasted to the wind by two and three quarters. Go back to the race at Oakland, her previous effort where she just lost by a neck to a horse called Peaky Toe, who came back and won right back. Ari Oakley came, came out of that race and won her maiden. Um, and then Little Mambo, uh, if you watch Churchill on Thursday, Little Mambo won by seven links on Thursday. So this doesn't show up in the PPs, but... Little Mambo is the third horse coming out of that race to come right back and win. So that turns out to be an extremely key race. The fact that Ariokli improved so much off that race and Little Mambo improved so much off that, that race verifies it to me that that's a key race. I'm going to take a stand with Ariokli in here, and I think that's my thing. Interesting. Uh, it's, it's funny how a lot of, sometimes we're of one, of one mind almost, and other times it's drastically different. Um, <laughs> well... It's horse. That's, that's handicapping. Horse exactly. Right. Uh, those opinions. That's what drives the odds. Let me give you my pick four, and then we'll get yours. I ended up with a seventy-two dollar ticket. I considered singling Pioneer Spirit, but I ended up throwing in Bright Prospector as well for McPeak, just on the the fact that this horse uh, ran its uh, best race first time on dirt. So if he improves off that, he could certainly have a shot. So I'm going to take seven and ten in the first leg, then two, three, and six. Then two, three, seven, eight in the Kirtana, and then one, two, five, eight, nine, ten for me in the last leg. So a seventy-two dollar ticket. How about you? I've only got a fifty dollar ticket, but I've got plenty of spread in the first three legs. So I've got three, seven, ten, eleven, twelve, with two, three, five, six, with two, four, five, seven, eight, and singling the two horse in the last race and taking a big swing here with a with a maiden. Breaker that I hope is going to turn out for me. Best of luck wherever you are playing. Uh, nice Saturday card at Churchill. Of course, it's the Memorial Day weekend, so a little holiday racing on Monday. Um, Belmont and Churchill, I think the uh, cross-country pick four that shows up about uh, most every week, uh, that's got races from Belmont and Churchill, and uh, I think they're all big fields, so that could be an intriguing option for you. Just make sure you have some money in your Keeneland Select account so you can uh, take advantage of those opportunities and be two weeks away from talking about the third leg of the Triple Crown, the Belmont Stakes. But for now, time to build that bankroll on Saturday, perhaps at Churchill. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach, and that's the In the Money Podcast for KeelanSelect.com.